0: If we're ready to start the daf. Today we are learning Maseches Baba Kama. We are learning Daf Vav, and we are starting on the very top of the page. Uh, we have learned in our Mishnah on Daf Beis. Our Mishnah had taught us Arba Avos Nizikin. It taught us that there were four pillars of uh, of Nizikin in regards to damages. We said Shor sure Bor Maven, Hever. Um, and then afterwards, it said that there was a tzara shavah <laughs> uh, So our recorded. So our Gemara says uh, our Mishnah had said that there were arba avos nezikin and then the Gemara that the Mishnah then said there's also a tzara shavah Behen. The Mishnah bothered to articulate what it was that was the common denominators. Why? If our Mishnah is exhaustive, yeah. then I don't need you to tell me what the common denominators are. So the Mishnah on the top of Vavamadalif calls this out and says, Why did our Mishnah say what the common denominators were? It must be that the common denominators of the Arba Avos Nazikin is specifically to teach us the following. Four possible answers. What does this come to teach us? Answer number one, Vavamadalif second line, Amar Abaye, asuye we learned about this earlier. If somebody has a stone or a knife or a package. gago Let's say that I have an apartment building. And on the top of my apartment building, on the roof, there's a ledge. On the ledge, I put a rock or I put a knife or something. And then with a regular ruach, it falls off. So what Abaye is saying is that the Arba Avos Nazikin are Shor Bor However... This case was meant to be included by the language of this case of having something sitting on top of the roof that accidentally falls. It doesn't really fit into the case of bor because it's moving. It doesn't really fit into the case of Aish because it's not normal. It's an uncommon case. So says the Gemara, what's the situation here? What is, um, what is the right way to understand this case? If the knife that fell damaged while it was falling. So let's just imagine let's say you have an awning and the knife is falling and it pierces the awning. That's while it's coming down. Then Hainu Ash, that's the same type of damage as Ash. That can't be a rebuy in our Mishnah. That is Ash. It's the same exact thing. It's a moving damager. Just like fire moves and damages, so too this thing falls out. That's Ash. This is not what? Falls off we haven't learned about grama yet, but that's a great question in Lumdus. But over here, we're trying to figure out what the abos nazikin are, right? So we're, let's remove gramma from the question for now, because we first need the basic yesodos. Great question. It's the right question. Uh, but we'll learn about that later in this masechda, I believe. Then the Gemara says, hainu esh. So says the Gemara, maishna esh. Why, is it that, why would this case be any different than esh? Why would Abaye's answer be any different than esh? What do we know about Esh? We know there's fire, but there's also a secondary factor, which is wind. And when that ash travels, you who let the fire are responsible. Haninami, the case of Abaye too, of Avno Sakino Maso, that fell off the roof. Haninami, you put it on the roof. There was a Ruach Mansuya that fell, that made them fall. So says the Gemara, what Abaye must mean is that it can't be that the knife is falling and that's when the damage happened, but rather, maybe the damage that we're talking about where something fell off the roof is after it already landed. So let's say, for example, the knife falls off the roof, it falls, and then it's blade side up, and your cow steps on it, and you cut the hoof, you damage the animal. So maybe that's what we're talking about. Says the Gemara, if this item was a mufgar, the knife, as we're using as the example that fell from the roof with a regular wind, everyone would agree in such a case that that's considered to be a bore, that's a bore bashir sarabim, it's not moving anymore, it's stationary on the ground. And Maishna bore, a boar was made to trap things. It was made to be a pit in the ground. Pasha, you're going to be responsible for that. Haninami, here too, even if you want to assume that the Sakin and the Evan and the Maso, that they fell off the roof, even if you want to say that, uh, okay, the case is a little different, but Lemaise is no different than boar. Ella, it must be, says the Gemara. And we're still within an abaye here. Abaye says, "What do we learn from Atzarah Shabbos Is talking about a knife or some item that falls off of a roof. It must be eladelo afkirinhu, where we were not mafkirut. It's my item that I left on the roof. It fell to the ground, and it's still my item. And lishmuel, this doesn't work. Lishmuel daamar that anything that's like a bore, haynu any item that you leave out. If you leave a bicycle in the middle of the of the road, and somebody who's not really paying attention trips over it. Your fault, so says the Gemara. it must be who It must be that yes, we were that we were mafkirit, but it's not exactly like bor. How is it in between bor and something that's hefkir? Ma koach bo. A bor has no secondary forces acting on it. I mean, it has gravity, but we're not calling gravity a secondary force. There's a pit, and you're walking, and you fall in. Really, not a person. Uh, let's say something, an animal falls in, right? So that's not koach acher mu'rabo. That's not wind pushing it. So it's not really bore. What's happening here? It fell to the ground from the roof. The knife, the the rock, and now it's just sitting there. There's no koach acher mu'rabo. Says the gemara. That's not true. Tomar bahani. These things that fell off the roof she koach acher. Yes, muuravbehin. Says the gemara. Well, I guess if you're saying that, then eshtochiyak. We should have put that in the in the category of esh because esh is where things are moving. Malik, mal king darko hazig. So if you're, if you're going to say that now that it's resting on the ground, that it's a bore, fine, then it's a bore. If you're saying that, well, it's different than a bore because it's moving, because it used to move, it fell, then call that Says hadin. So this is how Abaye answers. Let's review the question again. Our Mishnah taught us, and then our Mishnah told us, that there's a common denominator. Why did our Mishnah have to say the common denominators must be to include another case? Abaye, which is answer number one of four, says, it's to teach us about a case where an, a rock or a knife or a package was placed on the edge of the roof. It falls, and then somebody gets damaged from it. That is the case that is considered to be added to our Mishnah with the language of That is answer number one. And a third of the way down on Vavah Midalif, we're going to learn answer number two. Rava Omar la asuye a different case. No, not something falling off of a roof, but rather bore hamizgalgel beragle adamu beragle behema. It's a bore, it's a pit that gets moved by the feet of a person or by the feet of an. Ant. What does that mean? A, a pit that gets moved. Do you remember Tom and Jerry from back in the day, where he would slide the? the well, that's not possible. A bore is in the ground. It doesn't mean that. It means an item that's equivalent to a bore, something damaging right? You leave a bear trap out. That's a boar, Bershus HaRabit, but it gets kicked by someone. It gets moved a couple of feet by an animal, by a person, and now it's in a different spot than it was. Is that boar or is that ash? We don't know which one. So, this is what Rava wants to recommend. So, the Gemara asks, Hey, Chidami, what's the case of this movable boar in Rosh HaRabim? If the owner was mafgir and says, I no longer own this trap, whatever the case may be, the everyone would agree that that's a, that a boar. It's just, okay, you left something there, now it's a boar, you're chayev. And just like a pit that is dug into the ground, this bear trap that you left above ground is also a boar. You're obligated, nami. obligated. You're obligated to so that can't be what it is. There's differences yeah. payment or what? right now we're saying there's no difference. Right now we're saying that's our kasha right now on, on Rava. So the Gemara says no. Where does Rava's case actually need to be added? Where is it not already included in our Mishnah? What's Rava coming to teach us? So Rava says, the case is really de where I have this trap with all of its sharp teeth, and I have it in the Rishus HaRabim, and somebody kicked it and moved it, and I was not mafkir, I still own it. Mm-hmm. So says the Gemara, according to Shmuel according to Shmuel, who says that anytime I leave something that could be causing damage in public, that's considered a bore. So by him, hainu bore, for sure, that's not what Rava meant, because that case was included in bore. It must be, therefore, that at least according to Shmuel, it must be that really the owner of this bear trap was Mafgir, the bear trap. But below labor. there's a difference between the bear trap and the bore. What's the difference? Malabor bore garmulo, Tomra Bahani sheein masav garmulo. By the boar, when the boar was was dug, it was never moved, so it's just never moved. But by the bear trap, it was moved. There was an impact on the item, it's now 10 feet over to the left, no longer similar to boar. So it says the Gemara, but shore Yochiach, if that's true, then a shore can walk. Why is that any difference than the bore than the than this movable boar? So then we should say that it falls into the category of shore. No. A shore can walk on its own. This bear trap can't move on its own. doesn't really fit into shore. Oh, okay, well, it's a Okay, it falls somewhere in between, bore and shore. And that is how Rava answers our question. So Rava says, the Chiddush of our Mishnah, what's being included when we say at Zad is that we have this case of a movable danger that you leave outside. My front lawn is filled with movable bores. That's exactly what it is. I've had neighbors complain about it. Yeah, you got your hose out there. I might trip on it. You've got a, you've got half of one of those, just a half, a half of a scooter, right? It's broken. The other half is somewhere else in the house. Those are bores. If somebody gets hurt, that's my fault. I my kid kicked it 10 feet. Ah, that's what rub is coming to be. That even if it gets moved, you're still chive and that it's as if it's mine. Uh, two-thirds, maybe three-fourths of the way down. Here's answer number three of what our Mishnah comes to include, things that fall in between the lines, the gray areas of halacha. It says the mm-hmm. Gemara, our Mishnah, when it adds in that Tzad HaShavashibah is coming to teach us that which the Brysa taught. What did the Brysa teach? There are those that say that at certain times of year, you can open up your pipes and you can open up the pits. Namely, these are drain pits of where people would go to the bathroom or dirty water these kind of like, uh, what are those tanks called? Septic tanks, right? The old version of a septic tank, some homes still have them, probably not so much fun. So thank God we have regular uh, plumbing. So what we, what, what the Gemara saying over here is back in the day, they would open up these pipes one type of year to drain out their, their, their gross parts of their properties. And they were either in pipes or they were in pits. So the, 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 the Brisa, where is this Brisa? I feel like we've learned it before. No, maybe not. It says it's here. It says, when was this done? In the summer months, you're not allowed to empty out your septic tanks. Because it's beautiful out. You're going to sully the perfectly dry road with sewage water. That's not right. Rather, but during the winter months, it's already disgusting out. We had a disgusting day already last week. It snowed, it was nasty, we were debating if we should put on our uh, our thermals and our boots. It was gross already. On those days, you can open the septic tanks, no problem. And And even during the winter months, when you have permission to open these pits, says the Gemara, in if, when I release that sewage water, it causes damage, I'm still obligated to pay. So what does Rav Adabar Ava try to recommend? that this scenario of damage is included in our Mishnah by Atzad HaShavah To say that if a person causes damage, even when they have permission to open up their sewage their sewage pits, if it causes damage, you're chayev, and that falls into the category of an Av Zikin by inclusion of Atzad HaShavah Okay? Says the Gemara, what are the circumstances? Ten lines from the bottom. If the damage is caused, when you open up the dam of whatever your sewage pit is, and while it's flowing, it causes damage. Let's say you had laundry hanging there, and the, the height of the flow of the sewage was high enough, it ruined your clothes. That's kohohu. That's no different than me literally pouring it on your clothes. That's kokohu. Yeah. If I pull the, the stopper and everything opens and, and I ruin your stuff, that's me doing work. That's kokohu. That's direct. For sure, you're going to be chayvah. That's Adam in our Mishnah. And El Abbasar Danayich, if you want to say that no, it only got things dirty after it settled. So you opened it, all the sewage lets out, and then as it settles, then it causes damage to your field. Whatever, whatever the details are. So baser If it's after, then if the, so then heichidami. What is that? Who, if you are mafkirit, then being the the bore. Everyone agrees that it's a pit, no different than a bore that's already the abnazi. And we don't need you, Ravada Bar-Aba, to include this in our mission. In the case of Postkin, people saying where we let it doesn't matter. It's already included in bore. And therefore, it must be, says the Gemara, just like a bore, where by definition it can cause damage, and you're obligated in its shmirah. This case of opening the sewage get guess what? You're also going to be held accountable says the Gemara, Nami, this case of opening a pit, uh, nez, so therefore, as of now, we don't understand, barava. so the Gemara pivots, and says as follows, four lines from the bottom, above, the Gemara says, it must be, the that when I open up, the sewage pit of my property, I'm not being, and it must be, that if that's the case, we have another problem, lamanu, it doesn't matter, if you're not, it doesn't matter, at the end of the day, it's still a bore, La it must be the Really, it must be that I did. I don't want that. That's not helpful to me. Why am I going to keep that? So I am going to be mafgir, that which I let out of the sewage pits. But there is something about this case that's dissimilar to a bore, and therefore Ravada Barava needed to include it. What is it? Malabor Shallobir tomar bahani You're not allowed to dig a pit in public. But here the Chachamim gave you the out to open that dam. So therefore, you're functioning birishus here. A boar's is not allowed. Here you function birishus. So perhaps it's not the same. And therefore, Rav Brava said it needed to be included. Says the Gemar, no, no. But if it's birishus, that if you're allowed to open those pits, then that's the same thing as a shore because a shore is allowed to walk around. Shore Perhaps this should be under the the bucket of, of the av of shore. No problem. No. It's not true because here it's the way of a shore to walk around and damage things. It's not the way of sewage to walk around. It's in, it's inanimate. So therefore, the Gemara says, back and forth. And therefore, what do we see? We see that through Chazar Hadin, Rav Adabar Ava teaches us a gray area of halacha. Again, our Mishnah taught us Arba Avos Nazikin, and then it taught us the words Sada Shavashavan to teach us the common denominators, that I had to come teach us something. According to Rav Adabar this is answer number three. It's coming to teach us about this gray area of when the Chachamim allow us to open our sewage pits in public, that if it causes damage, even Birushus, you as the Baal are going to be chayved. That's one of the additional cases to our Mishnah. Answer number four. And this is going to be the last of our four answers. None of these seem to conflict with one another. And I don't know, I didn't look into the Rishonim, what each of these people say about each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Answers one, two, and three do not conflict. So we had, uh, whatever, I'm not going to go back now. But if you look at all, they, they don't, there's no series between them. Maybe all of them are true. Maybe all of them are brought in as the Tzad HaShavashivah. And it could be this and this and this. It may not be this or this or this. Different operators between the answers. Answer number four. Second line, Vavah Medveh. Ravina Amar, no. Why is it that our Mishnah had to say the word Salah Shabbat? Why did the Mishnah have to articulate what the common denominators were? If the list is exhaustive, I don't need the common denominators. It must be that there's something else to include. mai. Uh, it doesn't say that, sorry. haditnan. To teach us the following din. Ha'kosel v'ha'ilan. If you have in your property a wall or a tree, shenaflu l'reshuts harabim v'hiziku, and it fell from your property into Rishush HaRabim, the Heziquin caused damage, you are ex- you are exempt under those circumstances. It wasn't your intention. It was in private property. You didn't really do anything wrong. It fell on its own. Now, let's say that the Chachamim told this guy, listen, uh, the Kosell is is shaky. You got to fix it. The tree is dead. I can see there's no leaves. You know, we had this with um, the what's it called, the ash borer, uh whatever it was called, this bug that was killing a lot of trees. A lot of trees died around here. Okay, they started injecting them. So crazy we got. We started injecting trees with vaccines to make sure that they. It's fascinating. Okay, another time we'll talk about trees, or no, we're never going to talk about trees. So, anyways, the mission over here adds in. If I uh, work for the Department of Trees and I I walk by your house, what forestry? Forest. What? There's another name for it by us. Forest, you know that forest Forest no, you know forestry is not the forest tree, it's spelled differently okay good I'm just making sure that you didn't think it was a forest tree No, no. I'm just, I'm thrilled yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that's terrifying actually Mark with chemistry information on his hands I don't think forestry is part of chemistry no, it just ends in a tree yeah are they awesome? mm-hmm. Everything is made of chemicals. You know what? I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of what chemicals he is made of. So we're just going to move on. Yes. Yeah. I hope we can't hear you from the back on, on the recording. So says the Gemara, four lines down, the Mishnah continues that if they gave him... Yeah. If they gave him a, t- a time to take this down and I'm giving you 30 days, says Bezden, you have 30 days to fix the wall to take down the tree. And during that time, and it fell down, Uh, if he... If during the thirty-day warning it fell, no problem because you're still within your window of fixing. But la'achar hazman, if the thirty days, I'm using the thirty days, is not what it says. Just a, whatever the amount of days they give you. If the time lapses and you didn't fix it, chayev, you're held accountable. This says Ravina is the added case in our Mishnah is to teach us that if you're if you're outside, you know sometimes here in Chicago, if your lawn is too long, they give you a ticket. They actually, you got an idea, by day X. Okay, fine, similar idea. We're telling you your tree has to come down. When the time passes, if, if it falls at that point, the Chachamim holds you accountable, Chayv. That's what Ravina wants to add to our Mishnah. So the Gemara analyzes Ravina's answer, Hechidami, seven lines down or so. Eid the the same as before. If he was mafkir those properties, Bein Bein Hainu Bor, of course he'd be Chayv in this case, because he left a Bor, B'rshus HaRabim. They're not allowed to do that. And Maishna uh, Bor de Hizikul Matsui, de Hizikul Matsui, where we know that there's a Bor B'shus Rabin that can cause damage. Hashmira Haninami, this case too of the tree and wall that you have in your property has a property Hizik and Matsui. Hashmira Pashat you It says the Gemara, "Idel loaf k'rinhu." And if you weren't going to be mafkaret, the Shmuel Damar kulam mi Bor la Manu, ha'nu Bor. No matter what, it's still going to be a Bor according to Shmuel. La'olam, it must therefore be that what is the case of Ravina? It must be de'afkirinhu. It must be where. The owner said, that I no longer want to own, own this, but, but there still is a difference between our case of the shaky wall and the dead tree between this and a boar. What's the difference between the shaky tree and the shaky wall and a boar? Says the Gemara, fifth of the way down, the Gemara says, As we said before, When I dug that pit out there, I should not have dug that pit out there. It was made to hurt people. Tomar Bahani, you can't say that about a wall or a tree. It's just not the reason that they were built. Tomar Bahani, she'ein tchilasa on l'nezek. Says the Gemara, fine, I understand. You're right that you did nothing wrong by building a wall or by growing a tree. But then if that's true, shor yochiach, it should fall under the category of shor and still not be a chiddush in our Mishnah. Then Ravina should be wrong. Says the Gemara, no, shore is different than our broken wall and dead tree. Because third of the way down, a shore can walk, trees are not supposed to walk, and walls are not supposed to fall down. So therefore, they're not comparable. Therefore, So that's the Gemara's fourth answer. All of the answers that we have, we started at the top of the previous page with an answer from Abaye about the knife that falls down. Then we moved on to Ravu. who spoke about the bear trap that was kicked 10 feet. And then we had answer number three, of Ravad Abra'av, about opening up the, uh, the swamps, opening up the pits, the septic tanks. And answer number four was this case of the wall that falls down after the period of time they gave you to fix it. These are the four cases that the Gemara says, either individually or as a group, are included in our Mishnah because the Mishnah did something that it didn't need to do, which is that it gave us the common denominators of our four... Of us in the Mishnah. It had the list been exhausted, I wouldn't need, had it been an exhaustive list, I wouldn't have needed the common denominators. So if you're teaching me the common denominators, there must be a reason. What's the reason? One, two, three, and four were our answers. Okay. Then the Gemara picks up, I never would have caught this, right? This is why we have to learn Torah because we miss things all the time. Totally blind. The Gemara says, quoting our Mishnah, Kishahizik, Chav hamazik. So if you look back on Davids at the Mishnah, that's exactly what it says over here. It says two lines before the end of the Mishnah. If any of these things, the four avos, or any of the things that are in the category of Sadash when they cause damage, Chav Hamazik. What's weird about this? What does the word Chav mean? Now we know that the root is from the word Chayev, but it's a weird word. So the Gemara says and asks on this and says, I don't understand the Gemara says, "Chav Hamazik, Kishahizik, Chav Hamazik, Chav Hamazik." It should be "Chayiv Hamazik." Speak like Shas. "Chayiv Hamazik Miboyle." Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav, Amar Rav, High Tana this Yid who wrote this. This Tana was um, was a Tana who lived in Yerushalayim, and they spoke much more concisely. tani Lishna Kilila. That's why, for example, if you see Rabbi Elazar uh, in in Yerushalmi, it'll be Reb lazar Reb lazar that's where the nickname of Reblazer comes from. It's from the Yerushalmi. Uh, even other names, uh, Yudah instead of Yehuda. We see a lot of short names in Yerushalmi. I've barely learned Yerushalmi, but the sugas, even in the short sugas that I've seen and been, Bine- I promise you, I am not an expert. You know what else? I'm not an expert on Talmud Bavli, so don't worry about it. We're in the same boat right now. So th- there, there are just a lot of shortenings that happen. It's a much more, it's its own kind of language. But the few. Dop him over the years that I've learned in sugars that were related, you'll always see names that are a little bit more terse and it's a little different. It's a different, uh, has a different tom to it. What was that that was like that? Shkalem. Shkalem had a little bit of a flavor like that also. Yeah. It's full fledged. I know, but it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It, it didn't feel as jarring to me as some like sugas that I've seen in other places, but uh, it is. Yes. Okay. Says Gamar third of the way down. Okay. Uh, as I've said before, this is where we uh, put on put on the real thinking caps. Now, today is easy, but this is very important to get this clear, because our Mishnah speaks about something that seems to be very basic. Our Mishnah says that that when you're paying tashlume nezek, you have to pay You have to pay with the best of your land. Who is the your? Let's say that I damage your land. The Mishnah says, pay with the best of your land. Is that me paying from the best of my land? even if my damage to you is less? Or is that me looking at what your best land is and then matching that to what I have? This is a big makhluk as tonight. Are we Biden nizak shayminan? Do we measure according to the one who is damaged? Or bide mazik shayminan? Do we measure according to me? Who's the yardstick of metav sadehu that our Mishnah speaks about of metav haaretz? So let's get into this sugya, a third of the way down at the two dots on Vavamid Base. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis teach us in a brisa. We actually saw this in Gittin. Uh, so for those of you who recall, the boo doesn't belong to Gittin. Uh, other does deserve boos, but oh, not uh true. not, yeah. Skolum was uh Shkollum was hard, but I, I kind of it was okay because it was more mathematical, like all well, the coin. Yeah, yeah. I have no size the box. Yeah, yeah, I can go on now, yeah. <laughs> Kenin. Kinin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> says the Gemara quoting a uh, Brisa quoting a pasuk. Meitav Sadehu, the best of his fields, Umetav Karmo, and the best of his vineyards, Yashal, and that's how he should pay. Listen to the language of Rabbi Shemal. Meitav Sadehu shall Nizak, Umetav Karmo shall Nizak, Diva Rabbi Shemal. Rabbi Shmuel says, We're measuring against the one who's damaged. I hurt you. I damaged your property. But the Denizak, I have to see what happened to you and I reflect my payment according to your Nizak. You are the Nizak to your metab, whatever is best. Rabbi Kiva argues in Omer, that that guy, the Nizak, should collect from mine, from my idis, from my best. Then that's a Vekalmachomer Lehekchesh. We do not know what these words mean yet. The Gemara doesn't present yet and we're not going to talk about it today. We'll learn about these words at a later point. I says the Gemara Rabbi Shmuel, I don't understand your shita, Rabbi Shmuel. I understand if what I did to you in damage was I ate your field, which has a quality of 7 out of 10, and I have a field that's a 7 out of 10 that I pay you back. Of course that makes sense. Easy peasy. But if I ruined a bad field of yours, it, it I'm going to pay you back? It doesn't even make sense. How am I measuring from your better field if what I damaged was your lesser field? It doesn't make any sense. What must the case be? My animal ate a piece, a line within a patch of your fields. And I don't know. And I don't know what my animal ate and neither do you. We have no idea. So says the Gemara, then Then I have to pay according to what would have been your finest patch. Says Rava, that's ridiculous. If there's an unknown of what I damaged, why do I have to overpay? How do I know that I'm paying the right thing? On my halfway down, had I known... That what I damaged in your field was of low quality. lo krusha. Everyone agrees that I would have matched what I owed you. Your krusha is a four out of 10. My krusha is a four out of 10. My animal ate your krusha field, your bad field. Here's my krusha bad. No problem. Easy. That's good. But says Ravah, now that I don't know what I did, if my animal damaged, ikrusha achal, ishmain achal, I'm obligated to pay the higher standard of an unknown, says the Gemara. I damaged your field. I say, I'm so sorry. I owe you money. What did my animal consume? You're like, I don't know if it was the 4 out of 10 property or the 8 out of 10. Don't know. We don't know. The, The food's gone. We don't know what was planted there. We don't know the quality of the planting. We have no idea. It's an assumption of the Gemara. The guy I damage your field. You're like, look, Phil. I'm thanks for apologizing. I'm happy to take a check from you. You owe me money, but I just don't know what it was. So Rabbi Shmuel wanted to say, We measure from the high. why are we measuring from the highest? Why? If if I owe you money, You want to take money out of my pocket? Olavaraya, go prove it to me. But don't tell me that I have to pay with the higher standard because you don't know. That's not my fault. I'm not. I don't know what the answer is. Says Ravah. But don't tell me I have to pay to a standard that's high when your knowledge is zero. That's not fair. It says the Gemara, you're right. What is it that we are dealing with over here? We're talking about a, a case where the best field of the Nizak was the worst field of the mazik. That means, let's talk about a case where the Nizak, where you are Idis or you are a, a more poor person. Your best field is the same as my worst field. Okay. I'm a Spitz guy. I have a lot of nice fields. You're a pauper. You have a your fields are, are trash, right? Your your best field is a four out of ten. My worst field is a four out of ten. So it says the What's the Three-fourths of the way down. Savar, that these two fields when we have. The Edis of the Nizak and the ziburs, ziburs of the mazik, Savar bid the Nizak Shaiminon, Savar bid the We look at uh the nizak, we look at your field and we pay what your field is worth. They're going to be somewhat similar, but they actually won't price out the same because my nizak is actually not going to sell the same as yours, because within my properties it's a lower property. the mazik So it says the Gemara, and we're going to only learn a few more lines and then we're going to stop. My time of Why does Ribishmal say? That we follow the nizak. If I damage you, why do we follow you and not me? Says the Gemara because we have a gzair shaba. Neem arsade l'mata v'neem arsade l'mala. We have a gzair shaba masade ha'amur l'mala de Of Avsade ha'amur l'mata de We can take a look at the pesukim on the on the side. And the pasuk says over here ki yaver ish sade ocherem v'shilaches beiro v'ir bistei acher. Okay, so there's a gzair shaba from the Resha to the seifa of the word Sadeh. Akiva, what does he say? Beautiful drasha. He says, who's the one paying? The Pasuk says he should pay. So who do we measure? Rabbi Kiva is like such a Pashtun in this case. He's like, the Pasuk says you should pay from your best. So who are we talking about? You. Who's the you? The payer. So therefore it should be from the best. Very, very simple. So we're going to stop right here at the words of Reb about 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Tomorrow morning, in Hashem, I'll give a shir at 710, right after the early shacharis. We'll be done in Mirza Hashem, by the 745 shacharis. And then that's tomorrow, Thursday. That's Thursday. I'll record in post-Friday. Reb is going to be giving shir on Shabbos at 250. Um, yeah, that's right. On Shabbos at 250. And then I'm back on Sunday. Okay, good. Wishing you all a beautiful night.